Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. All right, this is Alan Blaine, and I am fired up to bring our special guest to you today, Elena Beidel. And I'll tell you just a little bit about Elena before we get going. Elena is a master certified life and performance coach and certified NICU nurse. She's the creator of the Triage Your Life, Rekindle Your Purpose, and founder of Vibe Hire. Elena is a powerful leader who works with purpose-driven nurses, ambitious solopreneurs, to and ambitious solopreneurs to cultivate their true work-life balance through many sessions, group programs, and personalized life coaching. So I look forward to getting into all that and hearing more about your story. Elena, welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. We've been looking forward to this for a while now. And I've shared just a brief overview of who you are and what you do. But can you just take us back and kind of give us the Cliff Notes version of your life and how you got to be a NICU nurse and a life coach and doing all the things you're doing today? Yes, absolutely. So as Alan said, my name is Elena Beidel. And if you would have asked me eight years ago, if I were to own my own business, I probably would have laughed in your face. My only dream and goal my entire life, literally since I was 13, maybe even younger, was to be a nurse. I wanted to be a baby nurse and I made it known. My family knew like that was my goal and my passion. In 2015, I landed my dream job in the NICU. And at that time, I wasn't married. I didn't have children. I worked full-time night shift. And as you know, nursing's not an easy profession. And I found myself, I am like a naturally happy, energetic, loving person. But I found myself not recognizing the person in the mirror anymore. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was working all the extra time, all the extra weekends. And that time in my life, I was 25. And I just remember thinking, I am too young to feel this old. And that's when my own personal journey with health and wellness began because I knew I knew something needed to change. Like I wanted my happiness back. I wanted my energy back. I wanted to love me again and really just not feel like I was going through the motions anymore. Like I was, if you saw me at work, I could turn that happiness on for my patients, parents, and for my coworkers and for my friends and family. But the second I left those settings, it was wiped away. Like it wasn't what I was portraying on the outside. Did it match the inside? And that's Elena, Elena, why do you think that was like, like in hindsight now, you know, thinking back to that period of your life, have you thought about that? Like, why do you think that was? Yeah, I was working tirelessly. And if I wasn't working, I was partying my way through the weekends. And I think the, the snacks at work were what I was living off of the vending machine. Like I was not yeah. you know, quick and convenient, right? Yeah. It was whatever I could eat as quickly as I could eat it. And I was living off of coffee. I got to a place where I, was, I wasn't I was taking care of myself at all. And I think mixed with going from graduating college to being 
put into this. Yes, it was my dream job, but it was a very difficult setting. The NICU was not an easy setting. And so I was also battling the stress that came with working in the NICU and being a new brand new nurse and, you know, constantly questioning myself. So I think it was just a mixture of all of that. Yeah. Overworked, not taking care of your body, a lack of nutrition is why I'm hearing you say maybe even a lack of vision Yeah, for a bigger future. I don't know. Continue on with your story. I, I love this. Yeah. So that's really what started health and wellness for me. And I fell in love with it. I was like, if I can do this and turn me around and feel good and like have my energy back and get me back, essentially, I wanted to help other people do that. And so that was my first intro into business. But it was really just a hobby, something I did for fun on the side. At that point, still being a nurse was, you know, I wanted to go on to be a nurse practitioner. That was my bigger vision at the time. But in 2019, you know, I'm fast forwarding a little bit through my timeline. I got married, I got pregnant, and two months into my pregnancy, my husband had to relay the worst news of my life. And I'm sorry, this part chokes me up, and this is the heavy part of my story, but it does get better that my youngest brother had taken his own life. And it was in that moment, you know, when you lose somebody that close to you. It's your world almost stops. It stops, you know, at least for me, it stopped entirely. And it was this moment that, and I tell this story because it's really important that I was laying on the floor of my shower. And I just had this moment of, Alina, you have two choices here. You can either remain laying on the floor of the shower. Or you can lean into the one thing that you know how to, to move forward. And that was my health for me at the time. And for me, it was like, I had to take care of me to be able to take care of my child. And that's when my outlook on health and wellness drastically changed. It was no longer about an appearance. It was purely about taking care of myself and my child. And then six months later, I'm now eight months pregnant and I received a phone call that my other brother was in the emergency room. And as the nurse of the family, naturally you're the first one called, right? Like it was the first one on the scene and I was met with somebody who escorted me back. And I know as a nurse, that's never a good sign. And the nurse who had come out from behind the curtain went pale because she knew we knew each other. And she just said, Elena, please tell me that that's not your brother behind the curtain. And it was three days later, my entire family, you know, around him in the ICU. And we were faced with the decision to remove him from life support that he had inevitably lost his battle with his addiction. And then a month later, I delivered my first child. And it was you know, again, another one of those moments that you just stop you in your track. And I was holding him in my arms and realizing like, life is so short. It is so insanely short. And that was the moment that changed the entire trajectory of my life. I loved what I was doing, but not how I was doing it. Helping people is to my core, has always just been something I've wanted to do. 
but becoming a life coach has allowed me to help people live their life, like truly live their life, not just go through the motions of every day. And that is what got me to where I am today. That's a lot of heartbreak right there. And I know you and I were talking earlier about how we have so much overlap in our stories, you know, both losing two siblings, you two brothers, one who took his life, one who lost his battle with addiction, me lost a brother and a sister, both to suicide and having our first of oldest of six children to this day, as of this recording, still struggling with addiction, living on the streets of LA as we record this here today. So I know firsthand the pain of a lot of those things. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners know as well, just because addiction is something that's hitting in one way or another, directly or indirectly, almost most families in America and beyond. Yeah. And as does mental illness as well. So I'm very passionate about this and can in some ways relate. What a difficult season. So how for time frame, like how many years ago was this that this all went down? Yeah. So actually, you know, Alan, I was thinking about this. This time of year is a hard time of year, right? Especially when you lose family. But five years ago in December was the last time my entire family has been together in the same room. And then, yeah, so it's been five years. And how far apart were the two incidents with your both of your brother's deaths? Six months. Six months apart. Okay, that's what I thought you said. So tell us, what was the progression after that? You realized, hey, I'm going through motions. Like you said, it feels like your whole world stops. Yeah. What was that season like? And how long was that season? I mean, the mourning never stops. The grieving never stops. Every time we have this conversation, you think about it. I know it's been, I don't know how many years now for me. First one was 2016. And the second sibling was 2018. So however long that's been, but so I know it never goes away, but how long was that season of just, how long was it before you were able to pivot and find your way through it and start life coaching and put some focused, positive energy into something new and a bigger future that you're a part of now? I think it's to my personality trait that I've always been somebody that has leaned towards the positive and just kind of put my head down. And I was all, I had my first child, right? So I was full blown, new mom, newborn mode while grieving. And so for me and my personality, it was, I'm going to pour into my child. And like, that was my focus at the time. But I'd say one year, like after that all happened, I was like, this is what I need to do. And this is the direction I need to go. And I made, you know, that year was the year that I went from working as a full-time nurse to going part-time, had my second child in there. And then once I had my second child, that's when I was like, I'm going to be home. I took a year off, stayed home. So I'd say a year. And then after that year was when I was like, I'm on the right path because that's when I found life coaching and I just dove in. How did you find life coaching? Ooh. Yeah. So it's funny because I I like to tell people I am notorious for doing things I swore I would never do. And so network marketing was my first endeavor with business. And I swore up and down, I would never do something like that. Right. I had all the limiting beliefs that came with network marketing, especially with being a nurse. Like at the time, I'm like, I have a real job. I'm not, you know, I went to college. (laughs) Yeah. A real job. Yeah. All the, right. All the things. And It's funny because that network marketing job, I had invested in a marketing and business program 
I want that was supposed to be the business, right? That was supposed to be the thing. And that marketing and social media program is what introduced me to life coaching. So then I came, that's when I met Mark Hildebrand and Josh Coates. And, you know, they were talking about their life coaching program. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to be a life coach. Like I came into this because I wanted to build this business. And then as I continued learning more about life coaching, I was like, Ooh, okay. This is something that I can take all of my passions and all of my heart and bring it into one. Yeah. I love it. So you started a network marketing business and through the network marketing business, that business led you to the idea of life coaching, yeah. which then caused you to pursue getting you know, certified, becoming a master certified life and performance coach and going down this road of life coaching nearly a couple years ago now. Is that what it's been close to? Yeah. Yep. And for our listeners, how would you describe life coaching? If we've got listeners going, okay, what, what is life coaching exactly? What, what would you say to them? Ooh, okay. So this is, that's a great question. I love that question. For me, you know, and this might be like a silly and simple way to explain it, but have you ever heard of the app Waze? The map app? The map app, right? So the app Waze is what you use to drive somewhere that you don't know where you're going, right? But it helps you navigate in real time. So it detects traffic jams, it detects accidents, roadblocks, I like to think of life coaching as the app ways. It helps people in real time re-navigate what it is they're going through, what's holding them back, their limiting beliefs, and put them back on the path that they're meant to be on to get to their goals and their vision the fastest way possible. I love it. And what would you say is one of the main things you see that you deal with on a regular basis that is maybe the most common way that you help people? Is it one main theme kind of that kind of keeps recurring? Yeah, I would say it comes back to the work-life balance. I hate using the word work-life balance, but there's just so a lot of the people I work with, they have these goals, they have these dreams They want to live a certain way, but they're so trapped in the day to day and feeling like there's not enough time. Yeah. And how do you, how do you best help? I know we're not going to go into a whole deep, we don't have time for a deep dive, but just like a nugget or two for our listeners, like what is one tip or strategy you might be able to share in that vein of thought for somebody who says, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I would say. Get a life coach. (laughs) <laughs> get a life coach. But, you know, my, my question would be, you know, everybody says like, I wish I had more time or I need better work life balance. But I find that nine out of 10 times is that people don't actually stop to define what that balance means to them. So I would say start there, get clear and clarify what that balance would look like for you. And then go a step deeper of like, once you achieve that, what is that going to provide you that you don't have right now? I love it. Great advice. I know earlier you had said something to the effect, not in this interview, but before the interview that there came a point in your life where you realized, I don't know if I'm going to say it the way you said it or be putting words in your mouth, but I think the message will resonate with what you were saying or remind you of what you were saying, that you got to a place in your life where you didn't want to look back and go, I wish I would have 
Like I, I'm done like letting this thing, whatever it is, hold me back. I'm done. You didn't say this, but playing small. I'm done not fulfilling my purpose. I don't know what words you would use, but what was it that helped you make that switch? And kind of a follow-up question to that is, what about all the people that are you a few years ago, feeling like they're going through the motions, feeling burned out, feeling like they're not passionate and excited about their vision for their life and where they're going? What would you say to them too? So kind of a two-part question so that they don't end up at the end of their life going, I wish I would have tried. I wish I would have done this, that, or the other. Yeah, that's a big one for me. Like a big part of my mission is I don't want people waking up one day wishing I would have done. And so I would say to somebody who's in that place, aside from getting help, right? When you're in that place of struggle and challenge, it's hard to see that there's more to life, right? Because you almost have your blinders on. Or if you're somebody who is is living, what I like to say, on a hamster wheel, right? Where you wake up and you feel like you're doing the same thing every day. You're exhausted, you're tired, and you're thinking about all these things that you want to do, but you have no idea where or how to start. I honestly, this, this is probably one of the harder questions for me because I am a feel person and I'm like, you know, follow your heart, but I don't like, that's not good advice for everyone, but I would say pay attention to the things that are being placed in your path. And what I mean by that is when you are in a time of hard and challenging and struggling, life has a really amazing way of putting things in our hands, but we have to be open to receiving them. You know, and I know that's not like a very tangible answer, but I think sometimes we can be so clouded by what it is that we're going through that we aren't paying attention to the things and the people and the opportunities that are being presented to us. I think it's a great point you're making. And it's another reason why I think it's so important to have advisors around us, coaches, masterminds that we're a part of, basically other people speaking into our life and seeing perspective on our life that we don't see. You mentioned blinders. It's like, it made me think in a similar thought. It's like, we all have blind spots and they call them blind spots for a reason. It's because we can't see what's right in front of our nose sometimes, you know? And so, but other people can oftentimes. And so to have somebody else who can, whether it's a life coach, whether it's a mastermind group, whether it's an accountability partner, whatever it is, they can see these things oftentimes and be able to help us if we're open-minded enough to not want to just stay stuck in our own way and path, right? Yeah. And if they can't see it, they can at least help you uncover it for yourself. I think that's the beautiful part of life coaching, right? Is that the answer is there. It just needs to be uncovered. Such a great point. I mean, I, I said this in my book and it's a big part of my story. It's because I had a friend who was close enough to me to come along and ask me the right questions that led me to the right answers, right? Which is what you're saying. And and a good coach will do that. So I love that. Hey, before we get too far off, I want to jump into some other conversation, but you are the creator of Triage Your Life, Rekindle Your Purpose, and the founder of Vibe Hire. Yeah. Tell us about that. Is that three different things, two different things? What are those (laughs) things? And how do those fit into your life coaching business if they do? Yes, that's a very fair question. So Triage Your Life, Rekindle Your Purpose is a group life coaching program that I've created exclusively for nurses. 
Perfect. I had the honor of speaking at a nursing conference back in October for Rekindled Nurse Foundation. And this was a program that triage is a healthcare terminology, right? But to help nurses either prevent burnout or recover from burnout and redefine their passion and their purpose at the bedside. Vibe Hire is my life coaching business. And the reason why I chose Vibe Hire is because I'm so passionate about helping people live life at a higher frequency and helping them to establish that within themselves to live to their fullest potential. Because like we just said, you know, sometimes we can't see it in ourselves, but it takes somebody else to help us see it and pull it out of us. Yep, 100%. When you look back on your past challenges, losing your siblings, and I'm sure you've had others, you know, there's challenges in life, challenges as a mother, challenges in business, there's challenges everywhere, right? Just some are bigger than others, they're everywhere. How do you view, but some of those larger difficult ones, I think you mentioned earlier in our conversation here, limiting beliefs, you know, there's so many, all of us actually, I would state, have limiting beliefs. Absolutely. (laughs) We all do. If someone doesn't admit it, then they're not probably living in reality. But, you know, some are big, some are small. Hopefully they get less and less as we're intentional about the way we live our life and the way we think and who we're around and who we're influenced by and all the things. But Mm -hmm. so many people I find, and I'm sure you do too, Elena, they have these limiting beliefs that truly genuinely are holding them back from such a much better future. And those limiting beliefs often revolve, I mean, the heartbeat of this podcast or the heartbeat of my book, I think they revolve around, because I've seen it so much, thinking, well, because I have this situation, because I've lost two brothers, because I have two young children at home right now, because I blank, because of my spouse, because of my health situation, whatever, it's endless, you know this. Yeah, It holds them back from accomplishing and impacting lives on a much greater scale and enjoying much more fulfilling, purpose-filled life. So I like to ask our guests like how you view your past challenges and, and even current ones for that matter. But when you look back on your past challenges, like how do you view that? How do you view them in general? If you would have asked me that question a couple of years ago, I, it would have been an entirely different answer. But now with life coaching, it purely is all about perception. And I view challenges now as lessons, pure, just life lessons. I have kind of dropped that woe is me mentality in a way of like, oh my gosh, why me? Why is this happening to me? I've already gone through enough in my life. The lessons that come out of whatever it is that you're going through and those thoughts, because that's exactly what it is that it's a lesson that's preparing you to live life in a different and better way. Yeah, definitely. I wholeheartedly agree. What about somebody who may be listening that's in the middle of one of their challenges right now? What advice would you give them? That's a hard question because depending on what it is they're going through, and I don't like to diminish people's hardships, like recognizing that what you're going through right now is hard. And to not compare your hard to somebody else's hard, but allow yourself that time to feel that, but don't stay there. Don't get stuck there. And if there's somebody who's feeling like they're stuck there, that's when I say, reach out for help. Find somebody that's going to help you get unstuck because you don't want to wake up one day 
looking back and realizing I just spent my entire life stuck. Such great advice. Such great advice. And it's so easy to think, oh, I can do it on my own. And, you know, I'll just pull myself up by the bootstraps. And, you know, I know I wish I would have got more people involved in my life and various aspects of my life many, many, many years before I actually did. So I, I love the advice that you just gave. It's good stuff. If you could go back in time and uh, give yourself one piece of advice before motherhood, before all the tragedy, we'll go back to whatever age you want, I don't care. But what is one piece of advice that you would love to have given your younger self and all of us listening now that may or may not be implementing it currently? You know, it's funny that you asked that question because that would be my advice for myself to step out of that victim mentality and just be more open to different ways of looking at the challenges. Like this is just human nature, right? If we're going through something hard, it's natural to make it mean something about ourselves. And I wish I could take the younger me with my brain now and like give her the biggest hug ever and be like, these things have nothing to do with you as a person. Right. And it's just that perception to like pull yourself out and view it with a different lens. And that's kind of life and performance coaching. You, you come at it with this head versus heart mentality of like, we can view it from our head, which is, you know, limiting past experiences or we can look at it through the lens of our heart, which is future abundance, love. And I wish I had that ability when I was younger to see that. I want to just stop for a minute right there and go just one layer deeper on that if you could, yeah. if we could. Is there a way you can maybe give an example or, or maybe not, but can you clarify or I'll ask for an example. I don't know if you can give yeah. one or not to distinguish between viewing things through our head and viewing things through our heart, what you just said. Like, yeah. I, I want to be able to wrap my head around what you're saying. And maybe if you can just take it one level deeper. For yeah, our yeah. So an example of head versus heart, I'm going to use health and wellness because it's a common topic. Everybody has their own experience with it. So head is you're wanting to start something new but you're instantly met with, I don't have enough time, money, objections. And naturally our head floods us with, because you go a step deeper. Oftentimes we say money and time, but it is it is actually something deeper that's happening that is stopping us. And it's past failed experiences. And I use the word skinny. When you think of the word skinny, we all, all of a sudden have this, immediate thought, picture, and feeling in our body. And those thoughts and feelings trigger those experiences. So when I say head, it's it's very filtered through, I don't want to do those things or those drastic, crazy, whatever to try to accomplish skinny. And I, I don't know that I'm explaining this the best way I possibly can. Versus Healthy means way more than skinny, right. right? And if we're viewing it through the lens of health and how we want to feel and how we want to live our life and how that's gonna, family is a great way to pull somebody into their heart voice of if I 
focus on my health, I can run around with my child. I can get on the floor and I can play. I can take them on adventures. I can go hiking. I have more patience. I show up differently. That's that heart voice. That's that future voice of like picturing what accomplishing health would do for your future versus thinking like I'm starting this health journey and your mind automatically thinks of the past. I don't know if I explained that the best way. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And, and even not only maybe the past, but what I'm hearing you say is the logical how tows and wherefores and the factual, this work, maybe the work yeah, and, and not right. focusing so much on the benefits and the emotions and the feelings that come with the result. Yeah. Maybe yeah. is another, I mean, I think yeah. that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. So essentially what happens is we have a fact, right? Like the fact is something that we can't argue, but what we turn it into, you know, the story that we create around that fact yeah. or what we make it mean about ourselves around that fact that's where you separate the head from heart. And it's really powerful because when you start to really dive into that, you can rewire your brain to start thinking and reacting immediately from the heart or to the point where like you're course correcting in real life of, you know, you have that initial thought, right? That old thought, but you can course correct and be like, no, 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 that's just me turning it into that. But this is what I really want to turn yeah. it into. Yeah, I love it. Like my head going, man, I can't have that late night snack. And my <laughs> heart saying, but think about how good you're going to feel in your clothes if you focus on doing the right thing, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is good. So it's a perfect segue to like some 30 second type, just quick rapid fire questions I have for you as we begin to kind of wind this down, Elena. I just was thinking about uh, a book, as you said, um, I I was thinking of switched on your brain. I don't know if you're familiar with switch on your brain by Dr. Carolyn Leaf, but a great book on rewiring your brain. And you just talked about that. So it made me think of books, but what do you have like a favorite success quote? for entrepreneurs or really just any kind of success quote that you might be willing to share? Yeah, this quote, I think just covers it all that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And that's by Charles Swindle. But like, it just puts everything into perspective that what happens to us in life, yes, is out of our control but we have more control over how we react to it and how we let it affect the rest of our life. Then we realize we just have to be willing to take control. That might be the most profound advice anybody could hear. It's so, so good. Every successful person, you can look back and go, man, they had plenty of reasons to have limiting beliefs and excuse-itis and victim mindset like you talked about earlier it's not the 10% that happens. It's the 90% of what we choose to do about what happens to us. So I yeah. love that one so much, so much. What would you say is one habit, Elena, that's helped you personally become successful? Ooh, okay. Don't laugh at me, Alan, on this one. I but won't, I won't. So, and this is a newer habit, I will say, in the last year probably. But I have a five-song playlist that I play every morning that me and my children listen to. 
and it's the same five songs. And there's reason for every single song on that playlist. And I know that sounds crazy, but but meaningful songs, like for me, I'm a music person. I, I love to dance, but I say that lyrics of songs can transport you. And if you pick the right songs, they can transport you to the future and remind you why you're doing what you're doing and to live for me, the songs that I have on there just remind me why I'm doing what I'm doing, but also remind me to live the way that I want to live. I love it. You're not going to get away without me asking if, if you know the names of the five songs for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. I, I knew. Well, I have them memorized. So I in, figured you should after a year. Yeah. In order. <laughs> so the very first song is Standing Room Only by Tim McGraw. And if you've never heard that, that is, he says in there that he doesn't w- want to live his life like money and the clock on the wall owns him essentially. So just remembering, you know, that life isn't about possessions. It's about the people that you touch along the way. Yeah, it's that song. I have a four and a two-year-old and they're starting to learn the lyrics and I know they don't understand them yet, but one day they will. And it's very meaningful to me. The second song is Live Your Beautiful Life by Lights Follow. And that song, again, is just a reminder to live your beautiful life. And that song for me just reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing and the mission that I'm on and the people that I'm helping to live their beautiful life. The third song is the affirmation song by, (laughs) I laugh because this is the kids song on here, by Doggyland and Snoop Dogg. It's an affirmations kids song. And my boys are learning the lyrics to that one. All right. The fourth one is God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. My boys call it America Song. And then the fifth one is Higher Love by Whitney Houston and Kygo. And that one is just, we end on that one because, you know, it's Whitney Houston. Who doesn't love Whitney Houston? And we always end up in a dance party. So, yeah. What a great way to start the day. I love it. I'm going to have to create a new playlist and... (laughs) Do the the Elena, get my day started one of these times, even if I don't do it every day. I'll do it at least one day for you, (laughs) not for you, but an inspiration from you, I guess I should say. You'll have to reach out on the day that you do that and let me know how you're feeling. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. So what would you say, Elena, is one of the better pieces of advice you've ever received from somebody else that we could all benefit from? If you love what you're doing, but not how you're doing it, you have the power to change it. That was a sentence that opened my eyes and changed my life. Say it one more time. If you love what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, but not how you're doing it, you have the power to change it. I love that. Speaking of books, what is one book or is there a book that you might recommend to our Life's Hard Succeed Anyway audience? Yes. So this is a hard one because I have a lot of good books, but I would say for me, The Energy Bus. Mm, Good one is spot on in the sense that it just reminds you that taking care of yourself first has a bigger impact than you realize on the people around you, your family, your coworkers, and really just your own path in life. Yeah, that's a great book. I read that was the first John Gordon book I ever read. And the most recent one is The Power of Positive Leadership which I don't know if you've read that one, but you said the first, I forget what the first one was, but 
the first one was the energy bus. The first John Gordon book I've ever read was the energy bus, the one you recommended. And then I've just recently, I read the power of positive leadership. I think I'm saying it right. The power yeah. of positive leadership by John Gordon. Yeah. No, the other book you said something about a switch. Oh, switch on your brain. Switch on your brain. That book. By Dr. Yeah. Carolyn Leaf. Incredible book. A couple of books now. Well, I have a lot of books on my list. Now, I am a Christian and Dr. Carolyn Leaf is a neuroscientist and also a Christian. So she comes at it from proving what modern science and mainstream modern neuroscience is discovering and what the Bible said, like taking your thoughts captive. You know, the Bible said that, that, you know, thousands of years ago that was written and, and the importance of controlling those thoughts and not letting negative thoughts run through our minds. I'm not going to try and recap the book, but that's kind of the premise of the book is, but the whole point is you can rewire your brain and it's really, really, really encouraging book. I think for, for anyone I've had several people I've recommended it to and everybody has loved it regardless of their religious beliefs. What would you say is your definitions of success, Elena? You know, when I said about defining balance, defining success is just as important as defining your balance because otherwise you don't know what you're creating your balance for, right? Right. My definition of success is living a wholesome life, but living a present life. I think this day and age, we're, we're just rushed. We're, use the word busy, like it's the number one word in our vocabulary. Everything's yeah. fast paced and we're, we're not present in what we're doing anymore. And so success for me is living a present life, raising respectful, mannered children, and being able to look back one day and having those valuable memories that won't be clouded because I was too worried about the 50 million things on my to-do list. Yeah, great advice. When you think about the future, what, what excites you the most currently? I'm such a people person. A, I am. I love meeting people. I think what excites me the most about the future is just, one, the people that I haven't met yet that I know I'm going to meet, and the just the different paths that my life is going to take that I know is out of my control, but I'm excited to see where it goes. That That is an exciting thing about the future. I feel the same way. And <laughs> um, it's fun being in a business like this where we're meeting new people all the time and people are introducing us to people. And it's like, there are some interesting people in the world. And even like us being introduced by Mark Hildebrand, it's like half the people I know today are more, way more than half the people I know today are is because somebody knew somebody and introduced me to them. And it's super fun just knowing, hey, who am I going to get to meet tomorrow? And yeah. how, how are our lives going to intersect? And you know, how can I help serve somebody else? And you know, we can help each other. It's just super fun. Yeah. I love that. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you, Elena, and follow along on your journey? Yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram. My handle is my full name at Elena K. Vital. And I would say that's, that is the number one place because that's where I'm most active. Okay, great. So we'll drop that in the show notes below your Instagram. And that way people can reach out, connect with you, find out what you have going on and yeah. what you may be able to offer them and how you may be able to help them. This has been fun. I'm going to give you the closing comment. If you have anything on the way out, you might want to share with our Life's Hard Succeed Anyway listeners. 
I think the biggest thing that I want to end it with is that life is for living, not surviving. And that is a very great thought to go out on because there's too many people that are just surviving. And it doesn't have to be that way, does it? No, it does not. I hear too often survival mode. Life isn't for survival mode. Yep. Agreed. Well, thank you so much, Elaine. It's been fun. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alan. That was great. Really appreciate that. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.